Boise. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's good. To, uh, you know, not only do we thank you for coming and hanging out with us, but you don't even have a show in town. So this is extra special super bonus for us. <laughs> yeah, well, it's absolutely my pleasure. Uh, been some changes since you were here last. Is that safe to say? Uh, had you moved to your farm when you were here last time? I ha- Well, kind of, yeah. Okay. So I had it, and my house was in the process of being fixed up while I was on the road. Okay. So I think it was just after we met that I actually moved my things into my house. So now I'm in, and, and uh, I'm kind of balancing being home and being on the road. Yeah. How, how, is, it, is it everything you hope for? Um. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's a lot about being on the land and having my own things in my kitchen and I had a dog, but actually, sadly, I had to put him down two weeks ago. Oh. So it's going to be a big adjustment now. Right. Kind of like, thank thank goodness I'm just on the road now so right. I can have a distraction. But, um, yeah, no, it's it's really wonderful. I love it. I had a great garden this past year and try to spend as much time outside as I can. It's super cold right now, so right. there's not much you can do there. One of my favorite things I read that you had mentioned with regards to moving from L.A., back to the Midwest was that you were looking forward to all four seasons. Yeah, no, I, you know, I left LA in 2009 and went to Ojai, California for about seven years. And that was already kind of out of the hustle bustle. But, um, you know, of course it's nice when it's hot in the winter, but I grew up with like seasons. So I do think that there's something to that, that just kind of, if you're, if that's what you grew up with, you do miss it because then you, you are able to mark time. And also just the other day, like I had the window open, I was home and I could like smell spring in the air, yeah. you know, it's not quite here, but I could smell it. Right. And so I really get excited when the trees start to blossom. And I'm right there with you. You know, I, I moved here when I was a kid and it was the best thing just because I think that the seasons are kind of important to us, you know, beyond it just goes back too far. And so to be separated from that clear distinction, I think is not, the, you know, it's sad. Yeah, I mean, I guess it just depends on what you're used to, but I think time time went too fast when there was no seasons, really. You know, there's too subtle a seasons to notice what was going on around you and how quickly time was going. Yeah. So, you know, I won't say that I like if I'm home and it's February and I've been stuck in the house and it's like been negative 15 out that I like love every second of it. <laughs> but I do appreciate and welcome the like opportunity to just sort of have to deal with myself. Like, I think it's good for your development as the human spirit like to be forced to kind of confront yourself and sit inside so well excellent uh lissy's new album castles will be released on march 23rd there's already a few songs as you can discover up on itunes uh and possibly other streaming services i didn't check them yep um, all the places. All the places. <laughs> uh, well, I, I want to dive into how this album came about, but I think that our listeners out there, whether you're listening online at riverboise.com uh, or through uh, our signal right here in Boise, thanks for tuning in. Thanks to our superstar partners at Flying High for making lunch available for everybody here again today. What you got for us first? I'm going to play you a new song called nice. Blood and Muscle. Knocking on my window light, playing tricks on me. Oh, I'm running out of time. Wasted so many hours, gave up all of my power, and for what is 
Taunting me, saying you should give up. Oh, I'll give up. Oh, I want a love that's made of blood. My soul, I want a love that's brave. Can take. Live in the Blue Moon Listener Lounge in Idaho's 94.9 The River. Don't, don't, you know, start looking for tickets for a show tonight. I know that's usually how we roll, but uh, it's uh, 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 really um, grateful that Lissy took time to come in and hang out with us today. Uh, new album, Kessels, coming in March. Um, did you have a game plan uh, going in for this record? Or does that is that something that you do, or do you just sort of let it start coming to you in waves? Well, I'm an independent artist right. now, so that's nice. I mean, I have a ton of help in people I work with, so, you know, it really does, like, take a village to try and have a music career. Um, but, no, I, I kind of am on my own schedule, which is great to have that freedom, but I'm a pretty, you know, pretty prolific writer, I suppose. You know, I that's what I do 
to process my experiences. So as I was promoting my Wild West, my last record, um, and this past year, you know, having a little bit more time off, still getting out there and playing some shows, but, um, you know, all the things that were going on in my personal life and relationships and the move and, you know, just for me processing things and observing things, I, I just write a lot of songs. So I was writing, uh, writing songs a lot just because I wanted to. Um, and then there's just this neat thing that happens as you start to compile songs and then you feel like, oh, there's like this thread. Like my subconscious was creating this body of work when I thought it was all sort of this unrelated pieces. But um, then, you know, every album sort of seems to have this sort of theme that holds it all together. Uh, so I started working on it probably mostly in earnest, like really last spring, um, but it already written and started kind of, tinkering with songs, actually doing more with synth and like beats because my yeah. studio is not really a studio. It's just a not insulated cement room that's on the side of my house. Right. <laughs> I put my instruments in, um, but I have some speakers and like a microphone and a mic stand. And, and so uh, people would come visit and I'd be able to sort of get the ball rolling on songs and then kind of send them off elsewhere to get real drums put on them and then send them somewhere else to get them mixed so it was done in like this very piecemealy way cool. but at the end of the day it all came together right so I, that was my next question did you have a studio at home you could demo in and kind of yeah. yeah i mean i i went to berlin and london and la and nashville you know to go and write with different people that i enjoy writing with but um you know some of the real good moments of like all right now we got a record we're able to happen at home right but having different people come visit me and stay with me I would make them help me in the yard like we wouldn't even really work on music most of the time it was like I gotta go shovel some stuff like will you help me <laughs> gotta get rid of all the sand that's in the back of my truck and put them in my trees um anyway but uh yeah so I'd get people to come I'd write the songs I'd get vocals down um and then you know in a lot of cases that was it like that was the song that was the vocal maybe the producer would go back and, and have somebody put more guitar on it right. without me being there um and then the guy Liam Howe in London who I wrote with last spring like he kind of took all the songs even the ones I'd worked up with worked on with other people and um kind of just did some mix magic to sort of create this atmosphere that sort of was able to kind of go through the whole record from start to finish right. so a lot of different people that I worked with nice. to make it happen it just came together really and how about the song we're playing right now, Best Days? Do you know, Do you, can you remember where that song came from or any? I do. You know, I actually started writing that in like 2015 and I didn't finish it. And I was going to try to put it on my last record, but I just didn't really know how it was going to go yet. So I didn't force finishing it. And then uh, probably just after I probably met you all in Boise last time, yeah. I went back in like May of 2016 to Nashville and was playing it with some guys I write with and finished it. Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, so I do remember like where it started. I think it was kind of in that realm of don't you give up on me on my last record, like around the same time, I think I was dating someone and, uh, kind of thinking about like what, what's going to come next, you know? And then I dumped him. That didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> so I waited. So now well, let's see what, where my best days are going to go from here on out. But yeah, uh, it's been a song in process for a while. We are visiting with Lissy, uh, who stopped by just to hang out with us today. Her new album, Castles, is out March 23rd, but you can buy um, three of the songs right now, I think, right? Yeah, three of the songs are out now, Boyfriend, Blood and Muscle, and yeah. Best Days. And if you pre-order the album, uh, you get you'll instantly. get those right away. You can stream them. 
there's probably all kinds of ways that if you know your way around your computer, right. you can find them. But um, yeah, and then the whole thing's out in less than a month. I'm just Very really ready for it to be out. You know, it's funny. You make a record and then you kind of have to wait to let people hear it. Um, so it's getting close. Right. Uh, could we ask for another song? Of course, yeah. Before I play you Best Days, yeah. I thought I would I'd give you an old one cool. um, off my last record. Uh, it's called Don't You Give Up On Me. Set the sun, I feel your waves. I look at the ocean so big and bright. And I only oppose, cause what I feel the most is me. I left you on the
Joining us live at the Blue Moon Listener Lounge today. Uh, thanks again to our friends at Flying Pie. Yum. For bringing lunch for everybody. You mentioned a few minutes ago that um, you sort of process some of your feelings and what's going on in life in your songwriting. Have you ever, uh, how is that like, I guess, as you, do you ever find yourself in like in the middle of a, of a show uh, going back to maybe what instigated those feelings and like just having an oh wow moment? And there's a two-part question. What's it like when you hear people singing back to you experiences that you've had that you put into a song? Yeah, well, that that's a good question, and it's interesting to think about because I think kind of once I've written a song, and even if I haven't recorded it, I mean, like, once I've written a song and, like, shared it with other people, there's sort of, like, this weird energy of, like, that action or, you know, that action creates this sort of release where it's, like, as much as the song is about something specific and it's about me and my feelings, once you kind of share it, then it, it kind of just joins this sort of universal space where it can be interpreted or enjoyed in ways that have nothing to do with me almost right. at that point. Um, so when I, you know, cause I'm an artist, I get, I get melancholy and stuff, you know, we're, I think that's what we're supposed to do. I don't know. <laughs> I know there are probably, Artists that are joyful all the time, but I don't know. Any but they of them. annoy us, don't uh, they? <laughs> yeah. And I think that it's so like reassuring and heartening and just validating for me as I move through the world playing music. Like to know that these songs were very much about this one guy or this one experience, or I was living in Hollywood and I was lost, and you know all these different times of my life where like those songs have gotten people who I don't even know through things that are completely not what I wrote the song about and that's just, just such a beautiful humanizing thing like that makes me feel like great and it kind of helps me want to keep going and doing what I'm doing so I um I think that answered your I question I love that no yeah. that completely <laughs> answers my question yeah um if I, and correct me if I'm completely just wrong here but I get I get the impression some of your earlier success came overseas Huh. Yeah, and I think that's still to a certain extent the case. You right. know, I was signed to Columbia Records, Sony, in right. the UK, uh, like, I think 10, more more than 10 years ago, and uh, really had a lot of, like, push and support through them and with them, like, particularly early on in the UK and in Norway and Germany. And now I spend a lot of time in Norway, that sort of, and the UK too. Um, so there's things that kind of have happened for me over there that haven't in the US. Um, but now a lot of people are playing my new song on the radio in yes, the US. So maybe that'll all change. It, here. It, uh, I'm thinking it is going to change. Oh, awesome. You've done a lot of collaborations with DJs too, it seems like. What? Yeah, kind of. I mean, I, I was just revisiting some songs, you know, over the weekend, getting ready for this. And it was, you know, uh, interesting to hear how other people have brought you into their music. Yeah. Well, you know, I uh, worked with Morgan Page and I think that, you know, that was like 10 years ago. Right. We did a song called Longest Road that did super well and Dead Mouse remixed it and his remix was nominated for a Grammy. And yeah. there are people who don't even know my other music. They just know me from that song, right. you know. So it is so cool to be able to sort of cross into different different genres because then also you get to reach more people in a way you wouldn't otherwise. Um, but Morgan and I had met about like him maybe remixing one of my songs, but then we ended up writing Longest Road together um, and then did more songs with him. One of my earliest successes, I was at Colorado State back in like 2001 and uh, did a song with DJ Harry that 
ended up being like uh, on a bunch of TV shows and suddenly I like was making money from music and it was like, oh, maybe I'm not crazy to think I can do this. Um, Yeah. So it's, you know, I've sung on different people's things who do stuff that I don't really do. I mean, I try to just kind of keep an open mind and be up for whatever. Um, Like if a DJ approached me and said like, will you sing on my EDM track? I'd be like, sure, let's do it. They would, be smart. they would be a smart DJ. I, I also want to bring up something that I think you're remarkably adept at, and that is uh, covers, doing other people's music. Um, you even had an EP that came out uh, a few years ago um, that was just exceptional. It was so cool hearing your interpretation of songs by all these other folks. Um, is that something that you just you, you kind of did starting out, or is that something that actually you came to covers after you'd already been doing your own stuff? Uh, I mean, I always was playing covers. You know, I remember in college when I did open mics and, you know, anytime I would play a set, I didn't hadn't really written enough good songs of my own to fill a whole set at that point in time. <laughs> so right. I had to do some covers. I did a cover of Keep On Rockin' in the Free World yeah. that, and Sugar Mountain. I, there were some Neil Young songs that I would do. and um, But, yeah, I always sort of would, like, just anything that I gravitated towards, like I was saying, you know, songs that when my songs become someone else's song, because once I release it, it's sort of, they can do whatever they want with it and think it's about whatever they want to think it's about. So there were songs I'd gravitate towards, like whether or not it was about what the artist thought to me, it resonated in a certain way that I really related to it. So, you know, whether it's like a Bob Dylan cover or a one direction cover or a kid Cudi cover or a, um, or Lady Gaga. Or cover. Lady Gaga or Danzig. I've right, covered Danzig, right. Metallica. I mean, it's like songs that really strike a chord with me. And I think that's the sign of a great song, you know, is that you can really strip it down to its basic chords and melody and, and still have it be great, you right. know, where it's not just about the production, but about the songwriting itself. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I kind of always did covers, but also sometimes people would ask me to show up with covers for things like promo stuff. So I'd have to think, oh, well you know, Ah. what do I want to cover? And it was always kind of a weird choice that I think is also fun because it's stuff people wouldn't expect me to do like mother by Danzig, but I do a pretty cool version of it. I I know that for sure. Mm. Um, Okay. This, this is not necessarily out of the blue having done some reading, but you're, uh, you're at Hogwarts, the sorting hat's about to go on your head. What house are you going to end up in? Um, well, I know from going to Harry Potter parties every year, cause I'm a dork like that. Gryffindor. I was the last two years I went to the Harry Potter party in the town I live in Iowa and I got Gryffindor both times. So that's a strong message. Yeah. But I mean, everyone wants to be in Gryffindor. So maybe I'm just kind of being a little bit delusional, <laughs> but you know, my friend came with me and to the, I legitimately go to a Harry Potter party I love it. and let, I love right it. before Christmas. And we have like poly juice potion and it's really strong. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm going to talk to you about that recipe later. Yeah. And oh, well, I don't make it. I just show up at the party. But my friend, <laughs> you know, she was Hufflepuff last year and she was Ravenclaw this year. So I also know it, it can always change. Thank you for humoring me. On that. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, well, we want to thank you for hanging out with us today. Um, oh, and one more question, and I haven't done this for a while, but I always love to get an idea 
who artists that we play on the river and, and appreciate, who they support in their either local community or nationally, a nonprofit you want to give a shout out to that you believe in or that you've done stuff with before? Yeah, well, I do a fundraiser every year because I lost my Aunt Laura to ALS um, in 2010. So there's kind of a lot of different things I'm always sort of game for supporting, but that's the thing that consistently for, I think this will be the seventh annual Laura's Legacy um, the ALSA yeah. and, uh, you know, raising money more through that event for patients and the, our area for them and their families. Right. Cause it's just a really terrible disease and there's no known cause or cure. Yeah. So I tend to like raise money as much as I can with my concerts, uh, for, for ALS research. But, um, but I mean, there's so many things that need attention. So, right. Yeah. <clears throat> but you know, I get the idea that um, and maybe I'm just an optimist, which is so out of my character. But it seems like if there's one decent thing the interweb has done, aside from almost destroying life as we know it, they have made it easier for people at a just, you know, uh, regular people to help support causes like that through. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's so many ways to connect. I mean, sometimes it can feel a little overwhelming because right. there's so many things that need support and attention. And, right. you know, with the event we do, Laura's Legacy, my Aunt Laura, it's like about keeping her memory alive and celebrating her while also raising money for people who are going through this awful experience. But, you know, I think I will, I try to stay off Facebook, but, you know, you do, there smart. every other post, it's like, oh, I really need to get more involved in that, or yeah. I should really play for that, or I should send money there. Um, so I think also as an artist, you have to kind of pick a few things mm -hmm. so that you don't blur the message but yeah there it's great how people can connect now and virtually send money to each other right. well thank you for your support of uh, uh als because that is really a devastating thing uh not to be a debbie downer which i just turned this whole thing into but um, oh it's okay but, it's good i got to talk about laura so <laughs> Uh, we're visiting with Lissy, who's just in town to hang out with us today. Her new album, Castles, is coming out on March 23rd. And could we ask for one more song? Of course. And, you know, thank you for your support. And it's great to be here. Um, it's been fun talking to you. I'm going to play my single. The new song is called Best Days. Tell you, baby, that I got a problem Or you say, honey, hold on, I got it What you ought to say is you don't know anymore Everybody's got them, it's a big, bad world But I, I want more I want to know what it's all for Cause the best days Could have stayed in college, but I didn't wanna. I dropped out and moved to California. Left Ohio for the next best thing. I got a pickup truck. I want a diamond ring. If the best days that we'll know are just in the past 
It's not just going to be a radio song. I, that's going to end up on a TV show or a movie or something. I just got that yeah. feeling about that song. It needs Fantastic. to be in a commercial or yeah. something, I think. There's something going on with that. <laughs> uh, congratulations on the album coming out. Oh, thank Super you so much. Super excited for you. Thank you. And uh, I know you're going to have a, a, a busy year ahead touring, um, but I hope you get a, a, enough time on uh, your homestead to be happy and balanced. Yeah, I'm going home in like a week or two. I'm going to start my seeds which nice. then I'm taking a week off tour around Mother's Day also so I can plant my garden. Nice. So I'm trying to like work super hard but also find those little windows to make sure everything at home doesn't fall apart. Super smart. Your <laughs> yeah. priorities. Yeah. We have thoroughly enjoyed visiting with you today. Lucy, thank you so very much you for You are coming. so welcome. I've enjoyed it too. Thanks for having me. Thanks to our friends at Red Light uh, for being here today, uh, ATO, and thank you as well to all of our techs that make it possible for us to put something together like this behind the scenes. Thank you, Rochelle, for your help in the studio. And one more time, everybody, let's thank Lucy. Thank you. Anytime. And we'll go back to the studio. Perfect. All right. Woohoo! Twin Peaks, I didn't even bring that up. Oh, yeah. What was that like? It was cool. It was very cool. I, uh, David Lynch, like, for some reason, like, ever since, like, 2009, has just been, like, a fan of, of my band and I's and, like, has come to our shows. I've gone to so his house cool. and drank coffee with him. Like, he, he, uh, he grew up in Nampa. He grew up two cities that way from us. Yeah, I knew he was, isn't he, like, maybe kind of originally from Montana? Yeah, then, uh, yeah and... I just know he spent time here in the Treasure Valley for a while. Yeah, no, he's a really nice, for as, like, kind of mysterious as his work is, he's a very nice... Approachable person.